0: Oh, every time I win, I'm in the fucking losing. Probably got my fam thinking, what the fuck he do? Can't stay focused, lose track of what I pursue. Can't play the fool when I need to stay glued analyze every move I'm way too fucking cautious The bully from the pulpit when I'm the only culprit should I stay blue collar or sell out to be corporate should I stay where I am and feel fortunate I'm so adamant on keep doing the same thing after ain't crazy then I really that insane is my mental that fragile? Ran out of meds, getting more. in such a hassle. Go to the pharmacy and this dude wanna haggle. Approved by Blue Cross, that's only half the battle. My nerves are rattle, but that's when I'm most dangerous. Fuck the doppelganger gonna do when I hang it up. Get the own style from who? When I change it up, fire retardant suit. When I flame it up, ha! I'm like Joan on the Wizards. My tanner on the Chiefs, so good and after a bender. Open letter to my fan, came back, returned to sender. Did I get? stamper of approval, I don't remember Blinded by the hate for this world My progress hindered For all the real talk I screwed My skin is tender My outlook on life couldn't be any grimmer Even at 39, I still have sleep for dinner A snack for a snack, the motivation I lack Jim Kelly, a rap, I'm losing Back to back, shit! Donnie York City, but he's the politician. Always bring the heat, Steph, bacon, in the kitchen. Big shout to y'all, I appreciate the listen. Donnie put the rest, but I'm still in the best in the world of what I do. All y'all know the rest. I live it, I breathe it, I'm the whole definition. The pinnacle, the ultimate, I'm on a new mission. The salty
1: thoughts of Mike Steph. Featuring the one and only, Mike Steph. The best in the world of what he does. Tap it. what up people welcome to another edition of the salty thoughts of Mike Steph featuring the one and only Mike Steph that's <laughs> the word of what he does yeah Episode 9. Yeah, episode number nine. As I get everything figured out. Episode number nine. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis. Siete ocho nueve diez. So next week will be diez. Yeah, that's 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 a shout out to Sister U, who will. We know now going forward as Sister Steph. Yeah. I don't care if she's married or not. Shoot. There's still Steph in her name. She knows it. I know it. Now y'all know it. So Sister Steph, that uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis was for you. But like I said, speaking to Mike Steph, best in the word of what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what that... Yeah! Four. What's four? As my daughter is in the background, probably like, here we go again. My pops, my father. Matter of fact, she doesn't call me pops. She calls me dad. But my dad decides at quarter to ten, one on the rainy Sunday evening, to be obnoxiously loud. Mm. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason. And the reason is the Golden State. Whoa yes. One. They're pivotal. They're deciding. Game seven. This evening against the Sacramento Kings. And you know. This is the intro. I'm going to let y'all know off top, even though I'm kind of used to going on these marathon talking sessions and just pretty much talking and letting the podcast and letting my mouth and letting my mind just lead me to wherever I end up going, this is probably going to be a short episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before y'all even start saying, Yeah, you always say that, Mike. You always be like, yeah, I'm going to try to keep this within a certain time limit. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to make this one short. And then the next thing you know, it's over an hour and change, going on an hour and a half. And on some occasions, a two-hour extravaganza. But to be blunt, no, today is probably going to be a short edition. Two reasons. Reason number uno. Here i go with my broken ass spanish again i don't really feel that great don't get me wrong no 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 even though it's rapidly approaching the one-year anniversary when your boy caught COVID for the second time or for my other listeners for the dose time it's not COVID. i don't even think it's a cold i think me bragging about how much these allergies ain't really bothering me me bragging about how much that yo orders this... last week I think the allergies are bothering me it um, better be bothering me better not be no cold but I got a headache actually I'm fighting off a migraine so that's number one number two Being the fact that I came and blessed the masses with actually long edition of the world we now hardly ever listened to sprinkle of salt this past week, audio only on the mothership, the flagship, if you will, the salty thoughts of Mike Steph podcast audio version, I discussed a large chunk of what I normally would have discussed here. And that is the acquisition of none other than Aaron Rodgers to my New York JETS JETS JETS. But instead of repeating myself, I would just direct y'all to the audio edition that came out this past week of the Salty thoughts of Mike Steph entitled The Sprinkle of Salt. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers returns. Yeah, so that's why, and that's what's going to be that. Well, that's not what's going to be on deck this week. What's going to be on deck this week is me talking about the two playoff games that involved my two teams that are currently in the NBA playoffs. One was game seven of the Western Conference first round matchup of the Sacramento Kings and The golden state warriors there's a reason look y'all know i'm always about my t-shirt game always about my hoodie game and this actually just synced up because this arrived in the mail i believe friday afternoon and today kevon looney showed his ass off and played one of the best games matter of fact he lived up to his standard that he set since last postseason Loon dog or loon yeah, so I had so that's why the, the, the Knicks the Knicks paraphernalia is not present today matter of fact you know what one minute yeah I, y'all need to see all this one minute
2: one minute of fame,
1: 13 seconds of fame, 15 seconds of fame, 15 seconds of fame. Oh, but I didn't. OK, here we go. Yeah. My New York Knicks, we're still in the building. Still in the building. I'll put that right here. You know, as I block it. (laughs) No, let me put it over here. So I'm going to block it. Oh, matter of fact, I'm going to block it regardless. So let me put it there. No, I'm going to block that here. So, okay. Regardless, y'all see it right there. I am going to be (laughs) multifaceted this episode. And to the victor goes the spoils. Unfortunately, my New York Knickerbockers Lost today in this second round matchup against the Miami Heat at home, in which they quickly gave up home field home court advantage. So that's why they're not on my body this week. They will play the background. To the victor goes to spoils, i.e. my wolf, yes. And I will be talking about them. And another reason, and like I said, forgive me, I'm kind of discombobulated today because, like I said, I got a headache and I'm actually a little bit more whatever than usual. One deck, the Knicks loss against the Heat, the Warriors game seven win against the Sacramento Kings. I will talk about the rest of the survivors of the NBA playoffs as we move into... The second round on both conferences, and then yours truly will get the heck up out of here. Um, probably sooner sooner than later. So that's what's on deck this week. There's not gonna be no witty antidote, there's not gonna be any um red light special talk because uh just not. But I will say, and I'll give a disclaimer before I start talking about my New York Knicks. Guess what? I didn't really watch the game today. I did. Me and Mrs. Steph, because, yeah, like I said, same thing. Same thing that went to my sister as sister Steph would be my wife, Mrs. Steph. Yeah, we uh, had a prior engagement that required us to go out to brunch. Yeah, we had brunch today. Good experience. Catch up with old friend. friends you know had a good time and i think this is a term coined by my daughter or at least that's what uh mrs steph said that uh it was time for her to put her put on her lemon pepper steppers (laughs) and step forward away to go to brunch um But yeah, our brunch was like 1 o'clock, which coincidentally was the same time. the tip off. And I got home from said brunch and a couple other errands right around the time that my whoever is tipped off. So with all that being said, let's get this show. Let's get this. Yeah, let's get this show on the way, huh? Without further ado, good night and goodbye. Ah, synced. Synced perfectly. Only if the New York Knicks synced as perfectly as that little transition of mine. The New York Knicks lost today to the Miami Heat, who was a surprising entrant into the second round after they disposed, dispatched, of the Milwaukee Bucks in their first-round matchup, four games to one last two games they won in drilling and unexpected come from behind fashion and they ushered Giannis and them boys out of the playoffs and into the offseason which is unknown for them they once again was led by mike boozehouser and mike boozehouser started doing mike boozehouser things but guess what we're not going to talk about the bucks because the bucks are no longer playing but Jimmy F.M. Butler has been playing his A.S.S. off. He had a 50 point. He had a 50 spot. The other day. I think in game. Four. Of their prize series. As a matter of fact. I'm going to look at it up right now. Because as y'all know. I am unprofessional. As ever. Game four, he dropped 56 in 40 minutes to play to put them on the precipice, put them on the brink of advances as as an 8th seed. Not only as an 8th seed, no, they were technically, they came into the postseason as a 7th seed, lost their first play-in matchup to the Atlanta Hawks, dropped to the 8th seed, and then, who did they beat? They beat Toronto. To get no, it'd be Chicago to get into the postseason. So, a lot of people was like, "Well, you know, Miami is always a tough matchup. Miami, the culture, Pat rowley his rat ass, Coach Spo, you know, the coach down in South Beach, Jimmy Bucket's playoff, playoff Butler, and." Throughout that series, he was legitimately Player butler. 35 in the first game, 25 in the second game, 30 in the third game. The big 56 in game four, and then finished it up with a 42-piece in game five. I have told people, told co-workers when I'm speaking about this game, speaking about the series, I said going into this that I would not be surprised if the Knicks lost Game One, and it was like, but they're home. I'm like, What's my point exactly. As much as I am a believer in this year's incarnation of the of of the Knicks, that this is not like the teams of old where they will build your hopes up just to snatch out your heart put them on the ground and crush them like a jelly bean. I'm bad. This year's Knicks give me some type of hope this year's Knicks, especially when I saw that our matchup was probably going to be Miami. I'm like, you know what? I thinking, I'm thinking there's a chance, a chance of what a chance of getting into the Eastern conference finals. Yeah, big chance. You know what else is the chance of? Because I look at the other side of the bracket, and that man, one of those teams scare me if I'm a New York Knicks fan? We have an underachieving 76ers team who probably had their best opportunity to get out of the East this year with the presumptive MVP of Joel Embiid. But guess what? Joel Embiid had been listed as doubtful for game one of this series against the against the Boston Celtics due to a knee injury and the knee injury I believe I read normally that takes about four to six weeks to recover so they don't instill any fear in yours truly and they shouldn't instill any fear to these New York Knicks because you know James Harden is going to do James Harden things Not only that, on the other side, Boston, we bust Boston ass numerous times. They can't decide and they can't agree on who actually is the man on their team. Is it Jason Tatum or is it Jalen Brown? And Jalen Brown been talking spicy. Jalen Brown been talking like, uh, listen, I think I want my own team. Y'all be happy with with, with, with light thunder over there. I want to take my Black Panther ass to another team that I can claim as mine that will appreciate someone of my talents. I'll be taking my talents to maybe, maybe Gotham. We got the cap space, we got the equity. It's possible. And plus, like I said, we bust their ass like three times this year. They have still yet to come together as a cohesive unit after all these years of their core of Horford, Smart, Brown, and Tatum. And they have an unproven coach. I was I would be scared of them if they had Big dick Dickadoka, but they don't. Pause. Matter of fact, no pause. Because he finally fell, he landed on his feet. He landed on his legs, all three of them, on Houston. But that's another story. So I'm looking at this matchup. I'm like, we beat we beat Miami three times. We were three and one this year. Albeit all of the games were within single digits. It was nip and tuck. Miami is currently out of currently currently without. Tyler Hero, who broke his hand, and the earliest he would be scheduled to return would be the NBA Finals, which they are not playing in. And they lost Victor Oladipo to a leg injury. i believe a quad up, if I'm not mistaken. He's not returning. He's out for the playoffs. So, that leaves the lineup. And tell me if this lineup instills any fear in you, even though This lineup actually has us down 0-1 going into game two, I believe, what, Tuesday night? Starting lineup of Jimmy Butler, who coincidentally rolled his ankle. Gabe Vincent. How are we letting Gabe Vincent drop 20 on us? We deserve to lose. Bam, out of bio. 16 points. Whoopee. Kevin loves old old salt and pepper ass. Matt Strauss. Khalid Martin. You know who did it to us, though? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has been a constant thorn in the side of the Knicks for over 10 years and some and a lot of times it wasn't even on the court if we would have traded for him back and I believe the 13 14 season then maybe we would not have had the decade of futility that we had but instead we didn't give up the assets that, that was necessary to get it, to get him Toronto in the game, and we end up giving up the assets that we could have got Kyle Lowry for, for Andre Bognani, and the rest is history. So now he comes into the garden, and he closes out the game after Jimmy Butler had rolled his ankle, and he was pretty much a decoy, and Kyle Lowry finished with 18 points, 5 rebounds, Six assists four blocks Three for six from, from the three-point line Is this a cause for concern is this a cause for concern I don't know You know, I've been talking about I've been talking about the Knicks in the heat for ten minutes and I have yet to mention a player on the Knicks That's a problem. You know why that's a problem? Because that means there was nobody of impact. Now, R.J. Barrett. Once again, I think this is his fourth consecutive good game. 26 points, 50% shooting, nine rebounds, seven assists, almost a triple-double. Jalen Brunson, 25 points, five rebounds, seven assists. But in the second half, they slowed him down considerably than how he was going in the first half. They did not allow him to control the paint. And the Knicks fell in love with the three. Jalen Brunson himself fell in love with the three, maybe a little bit too much. Well, I don't know. Obi Toppin, who started for an injured Julius Randle, Had 18 points, 8 rebounds. Five of those rebounds was in the first quarter. He was 4 from 11 for 3. He was the only one that was stroking it from 3 with confidence. So you know what he gets for his troubles? I'll tell you. Do you know the last 9 minutes of the game, the last 9 minutes of the 4th quarter, Obi Toppin, was firmly planted on the bench even though he was our energizer buddy for what reason i don't know josh hart had 10 points but he was kind of canceled out by kyle lowry's aggressiveness can't win them all but this is where the fault lies to me and why We enter, two, uh, we enter game two down, or one. We, I think, whatever it? Uh, we got 15 points off the bench. Before anybody says, well, that's because two of our bench players was inserted in the starting lineup due to injuries. Okay. But like I've said in previous recordings, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again today. Emmanuel quickly, nine points in 27 minutes, three for nine from the field. He's not having an impact offensively, especially now since we're, for better or worse, we're missing 25 points a game from Julius Randle. I can say all I want about how I don't like his body language, how He's a ball stopper, how he pouts, how he does this, how he doesn't handle pressure. But regardless, for the most part, I'll say we're missing 25 points a game that he averaged in the in the in a in a regular season. We're missing that that threat. Whether it comes to fruition or not, who knows? But we're missing the threat of Julius Randle scoring when quickly comes in the game, especially when quickly comes in the game for Jalen Brunson, he has to I won't say equal the output of Brunson, but he can't be a total negative offensively. What he has going for him is something that he is yet to show during this postseason, and that's aggressiveness. That's the devil may care Yeah, I'm going to shoot this three. Yeah, I'm going to come and I'm going to do this floater. Yeah, I'm going to draw these fouls. I personally believe he's costing himself a lot of money because this is two postseason the last three years. He hasn't shown up. Defense is one thing, and that's why I gave him a pass in the last series because when the shot wasn't going, but that's also because a lot of times he was playing, Alongside Brunson, so he took the back seat and he said you know what my shots not going. I'm not gonna force it Let me play defense. Let me play lockdown. This is a whole different. It's a different team different dynamic Especially in a g- game like we needed today and they're taking away the paint Either you go in the paint and draw some fouls or you shoot that rock with confidence nine shots in 27 minutes Quentin Grimes only got 10 minutes to burn. I don't know if it's because they're trying to ease him back because of the shoulder injury or Tibbs doing Tibbs things. Hartenstein only got 14 minutes. And as much as I love Mitch Robb, he had 14 boards. much as I love Mitch Robb, Hartenstein brings, at times, Hartenstein brings a different dynamic. He moves the ball. You take you you have him on the bench, but yet you're running Josh Hart in the ground. And like I said, I understand. But like I said, this is a whole different dynamic with this Miami team. They are bruises. You cannot play Josh Hart 45 minutes a game, not against this team. Keep them in the most important areas to close out the first quarter, first half. Have him in the fourth quarter, but you have to find ways to get him to get him to get him open and to get him some rest. Hopefully, 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 this uh this upcoming game will be different. There's no word on whether or not. Julius Randle is going to be available for game two. I feel like if he's not healthy enough to be effective, keep his ass on the bench. Straight like that. But I will say that especially depending on the severity of Jimmy Butler's injury, we cannot go the whole series without Julius Randle. And I can't believe I said but he's a body. And right now, that's what the Knicks need more than anything, are bodies. Because you can already see Miami's going to muck it up. Miami's going to try to play 90s basketball. We have a 90s basketball coach who's used to that. So therefore, we need bodies. We need bodies that's available for six fouls. Again. And not afraid to use them. We have to let the depth work to our advantage. I'm not scared. I'm going. I'm going to give my prediction now. Even though we're down 0-1, Nixon seven. Yeah, Nixon seven. I can see us winning game two. We're gonna go down to Miami. We're gonna split. We're gonna come back for game five. I believe we're going to win Game Five, and probably have to take a seven games. That means we got to win three out. We got to win our last remaining three home games, and I believe we have the opportunity to do it. But all depends on these injuries. It depends on the severity of Jimmy Butler's injury, and it all depends on when, if we can depend on Julius Randle to come back. Relatively healthy Now Game seven The Warriors and the Kings that
2: championship DNA
1: That that, the championship blood They were tapping for seven games, like it's in here somewhere. It's in here somewhere. We thought we he we thought he caught the vein in game five when we went to the, the golden ones, the golden one state center, whatever the hell. And we made sure they didn't light that beam. We went up three, two. Everybody was like, Yeah, we're gonna come home. We're gonna go back to the butt. And we're going to close it out. Oh, how was we speaking? Not so much that we lost the game. I'm sorry. I'm just real uncomfortable right now. Not the fact that we lost the game. It was the manner in which we lost the game. We came out in game six flat as a pancake. Flat as somebody's ass flat as a screwdriver, a flathead. We just came out flat. Came as flat as the soda that I have in my hand, because I've neglected to put some ice in it, and yeah. It's still drinkable. Y'all get the picture. We came out flat, which is normally would be unacceptable. Matter of fact in a lot of ways a lot of times that'd be unacceptable but these are the golden state warriors we're talking about and these are the sacramento kings we're talking about you know you know when i had as much I, and I'm, like i said i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna act like i have false confidence i was a little concerned because i'm like you're making it harder for yourself to go back to Sacramento and do it again when you could have done it at home but just lower averages we were so damn dominant at home the last two months you knew it's going to be a hiccup and we were so darn dreadful on the road that once again it was going to be a hiccup in the opposite direction just didn't want to take it there not in the first round but you know what was a blessing in disguise, at least to my eyes, to my ears. In the post game of game six, they asked Malik Monk of the Sacramento Kings, formerly of the Los Angeles Lakers, formerly of the Charlotte Hornets, formerly of the Kentucky Wildcats, What did he think? Was um, what did what did he think that they did that was successful? And do they think they could carry it over into game seven? And he was like, Yeah, we just pushed him, we're gonna run him. Gonna run him. You know, it was all, pretty much it was all sweet when they had two game two days in between game four and game five. But they only had they had a quick turnaround between Game Five and Game Six, and then I got even a quicker turnaround between Game Six and Game Seven. You know they got them old legs. We could run all day. They are old. Now some people say it's overrated. The bulletin, but the bulletin board material, it says overrated. I don't believe that. You know, one of the reasons why I like and I claim this Golden State Warriors team as a team that I cheer for, a team that I root for, a team that I rep. I'm talking about this. But for different reasons. Because this Golden State Warriors team is petty. They will use anything that they think is a perceived slight to their advantage. You're going into your first game seven at home where all the pressure is on you. And you tell the masses after a somewhat embarrassing performance by the defending reigning NBA champions, that yeah, they old, they can't keep up. We're gonna do it again. Do you not? Did you not think that Stephen? Matter of fact, Wardell, Stephen Curry, the second. Was not going to take that personally. He actually said it in the post game today when they asked him about the quote of Malik Monk saying that they were old and they were going to run, 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 run. He said, You know, I took that personally. A playoff of MJ in the Last Dance documentary. You know how you could tell that Steph took a lot of perceived slights personally in this game? Oh yeah, I'm 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 skipping over the lead. Steph Curry dropped fifty. Fifty in game seven. A record for the most most amount of points scored by a player in game seven in NBA playoff history. Do you think that he wasn't going to take anything, any petite, any perceived slight as a way to motivate himself, to make sure that the dynasty did not end? A, y'all, 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 y'all got Wardell effed up. I really got Wardell effed up. Steph Curry dropped fifty, but you know what's even more impo- more impressive? He was twenty of thirty eight from the field. He was seven of 18 from three. And y'all would be like, well, you know, darn, he scored 50 50 points and 38 shots. You know, that's kind of, that's unlike Steph. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Out of those 38 shots, do you know he shot 23 of them in the second half? He wasn't playing no games. He had twenty he had twenty at halftime. He came out of the third quarter, dropped fourteen. And then in the fourth quarter, he put him to the rest. He put him to sleep. It was strictly garbage time the last five minutes of the game. Fifty. Not only that, not only that, this was another marquee. This was another uh, milestone game from Mr. Steph Curry in his illustrious career. But you have to give credit for Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney, his line is as follows. Mind you, this is 30 minutes. 30 minutes of action. 11 points. Four from five for the field. 21 rebounds. Not only 21 rebounds for the whole game in 30 minutes. In the pivotal third quarter, Kevon Looney had 10 of those 21 rebounds in the third quarter and out of those 10 rebounds he had in the third quarter alone he was responsible for seven offensive rebounds in the third quarter which was i hate to say use this word again but pivotal those second chance those second chance points those second opportunities that we received because the rest of the team was brick was brick cold. andrew wiggs andrew wiggins 5 for 16. clay thompson was 1 for 10 in the first half finished the game 4 for 19 he did have a momentum halting play at the end of the third quarter when he coaxed a four-point play when Sacramento had closed the gap to six points. That lengthened, the t- that gave them a the length that lengthened the lead to 10 points going into the fourth quarter and Steph put him to sleep. But what Kevon Looney did was just as important as Steph dropping 50. Because without Kevon Looney's rebounding aggressiveness especially on the offensive glass you could slowly but surely like the sands of time in an hourglass just draining away you could slowly see the sacramento kings resolve going through the hourglass DeMontis Sabonis had 16 points in the first half. Going into the third, going into the fourth quarter, he was still stuck with 16. He finished with 22 points in the game. But time after time after time, those offensive rebounds were on, but at the expense of Sabonis. Mark Jackson mentioned during the telecast that he didn't know what Sabonis was doing. Why are you face guarding Kevon Looney instead of going to try to get these effing rebounds? He didn't say the effing I did. Kevon Looney is not an offensive threat scoring wise, but he is a threat on the glass. Why are you face guarding him instead of trying to box him out to try to get the rebound. You're looking at him. He's looking at where the ball is going. Numerous times they said that. They said, you know what? First, Van Gundy tried to say, well, it's on the perimeter players of the of the, of the Kings. They, they, they're not helping out. And then he was like, you know what? Looking back at the replay? No, this is all on Sabonis. He didn't play his part. He missed. Open jumper after open jumper after open jumper.
2: Loom,
1: Loom Dog. Was every bit the reason why we won this game. Clay Thompson. For those who don't know, it's one of my most favorite players in the NBA. Due to his lack of conscience for shooting, due to his outright arrogance that he's earned as a four-time champion and as the second best shooter in the league behind his cohort, Steph, but I ain't gonna lie. The warriors had lost this game and i'm looking at this line score that clay thompson game six clay who went four for 19 in game seven there would be a whole bunch of things and adjectives i would be saying about mr clay thompson that i will refrain from saying now and hopefully i don't have to unload them This offseason because whenever if I have to unload them, that means we did not hoist the trophy. The only way, and I actually have this conversation with a co-worker of mine. My dream right now for the NBA finals would be the New York Knicks versus the Golden State Warriors. And somebody asked, well, if that's the matchup, being the fact that you root for both teams, who would you pull for? I was like, listen, don't get it twisted. What's our root for my Knicks? First of all, because I'm from New York. I've been a Knicks fan for shit. I want to say about 40 years close to it matter of fact no I re- matter of fact i remember when they uh got the right to draft patrick ewing that was 85 so i've been a nick fan for 38 years i remember the the which go at the days of um uh, marvin Webster in the in the middle and ernie grunfeld and Rory Sparrow, and Louis Orr. I remember those days. I remember the days of the only man we had that we could depend on was Bill Cartwright. I remember those days. Michael Michael Ray Richardson. I remember those days. So, of course, I would go with my Knicks. Plus, Warriors, since in the last decade, they have four. My Knicks haven't had any type of final success in championship since before I was born, three years before I was born. So that's what, 50 years? Duh. Of course I would go with my Knicks. But that's my dream matchup. And it's possible. It is possible. Is it likely? Probably not. But it's possible. But when... Steph Curry dropped 50 in the game seven. All of those who expected the dynasty to be over, all of those who, matter of fact, not expected, but have been rubbing their hands like Birdman, anticipating Wishing, praying, praying, prayed for our downfall. We will have to continue praying because it ain't happening yet. Never underestimate the heart of a champion, and that's what the Kings did. Now, no matter of fact, no, no. I, I before I go, get off the subject, I will preface that to say, no, the Kings actually didn't underestimate the heart of a champion they they're missing one they were missing one piece I don't know what that piece is probably another shooter but they're missing one piece when some when it's almost like they're kind of a mirror image of how the Warriors used to be but the difference is they're you they're trying to duplicate it as Sabonis being our Draymond Green when it comes to offense a big that's Running the offense, or you're running the offense through. No, he's not that dude. Defensively, he's damn sure not that dude. He came up small time and time and time and time and time again. So, they're missing that one player. And I, I can't even say the lack of experience caught up with them except for Malik Monk because Mr. we are going to run 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 you know how many you know how many points he dropped 14 4 14 from the field nine rebound forces De'Aaron Fox 5 of 19 16 points Keegan Murray 10 points Sabonis was the top man with 22 but those 22 half of those were in garbage time Kevin Herter supposed to be there clay thompson yeah two for nine harrison barnes clank he only played 13 minutes but i think he was injured i saw him on the the exercise bike and they even had the irrational uh who who is this Terrence davis Terrence davis is trying to give us buckets but when i when i saw that he was going off i'm like you know what they're gonna they're gonna lean on him Way more than they need to, and that's what they did. If he's going off, that means somebody that's actually better and more important wasn't. But like I said, it didn't matter because Steph Curry dropped Mm fifty in game seven. Now for the best of the rest. In the West. Second round, the semifinal matchups are set. You have to go to, you have to go to State Warriors hosting Los Angeles Lakers this coming Tuesday, after the Lakers dispatched of the Memphis Grizzlies in game six this past Friday night. The same Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies who said, We don't duck the smoke, we run up the chimney for the smoke. And then they promptly ran their ass out the back door after they got blown out by 40. how do you talk all that crap and you get blown out by 40 in the first round it's apropos that dylan brooks when talking about lebron james coming into this matchup he said i don't respect nobody if they if they can't give me 40 put 40 on me i will you, you could respect i respect you guess what they eliminated you yet they eliminated your ass with 40 by 40 i will say this those were, that was a matchup between two teams i can't stand but my hatred for the memphis grizzlies outweighed my disdain for lebron james as a player not the humanitarian not the great husband not the great father but i will say this and this actually goes to my cousin Ooh, who will still being cousin Ooh. Game four, I believe, the overtime victory in LA, in which LeBron had a twenty twenty game twenty point twenty some odd points, twenty rebounds. Even though I'm watching the game and I'm like, I don't know, he he he's laboring, but then when I really looked at it, and that 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 layup to put the game into overtime, to bring the game into overtime, and just to know that he didn't have it that night, and he still found the way to muster up enough of it. Got to get a man who's due. Is he the greatest, greatest of all time? No. But he is great in his own respect. And the fact, or should I say, the lack of respect that a team that never accomplished anything, y'all haven't even gotten to the conference finals. Not this version. Yeah, your franchise has, but not you. Not you, Dylan Brooks. Not you, Rainbow Bright. Oh my bad, John John Morant. Not you, Desmond Bain. None of y'all have accomplished a damn thing in this league so y'all needed to put some respect on the self-proclaimed self-proclaimed king that's why y'all are going to be home watching the rest of the playoffs and we will be battling for an opportunity to get to the western conference finals one last thing when it comes to the memphis grizzlies while it might be exciting to see um, a small guard, point guard such as John Morant, always trying to yam it on somebody. He plays with such reckless abandon that it border—it's borderline stupid. It really is, because my man, like, what, what what are you doing? You already have an injured wrist on your shooting hand. And you're still trying to do acrobatic dunks and just reckless. You're finding yourself on the ground more than A.D. But you're already. This is probably going to give me some heat, but I don't care. John plays like he's drunk. He plays like a drunken stalk. And there's only one person that would get that reference. But that's how he plays. Constantly trying to take it to the hole, trying to dunk it on somebody, constantly either, and constantly end up on the floor, bruised and battered. Maybe he needs to go to counseling for that. Yeah. Controversial? Maybe. I don't care. Now, the other matchup in the West is the Phoenix Suns, who got demolished in game one by the Denver Nuggets. Look at this. Now tell me why Denver lost. I mean, Denver won. Or should I say, more, more correctly, why Phoenix lost? If you look at this um, line. Kevin Durant, 12 or 19, 19 points, 14 rebounds. Devin Booker, 27 points. 10 to 19 from the field. Chris Paul, 11 points, 5-11 for the field, but only five, 5 assists. That's pretty much it. DeAndre Ayton had 14 points, and everybody else had 3. 3 for Craig, 3 for Shaman, 3 for Lee, 7 for Lindell. 2 for Okogi. Now, on the reverse, it's spread love in Denver, you had jamal murray bubble murray dropping 34 with nine assists jokic had 24 and 19 on that ass aaron gordon ag 23 and six and then you even had the irreparable bruce brown 7 14 points off the bench. The rational Bruce Brown. When you're letting Bruce Brown bust that ass, I feel sorry. But what it really boils down to this is this. And yeah, this might not be popular, but guess what? Guess what? It is what it is. Call me Mr. Reality Check. What is going to be a detriment for the Phoenix Suns is the fact of their lack of depth. I've said it before, I've said it again. I'll and I'll keep and I will continue to keep on saying it. What Phoenix had to give up to acquire Kevin Durant is everything that they're missing out right now. Wing defenders, extra bodies, people people that could play 3 and D. And even, and tell you the truth, from what you've seen Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges do in Brooklyn, makes me wonder, were they being held back to make sure that um, Devin Booker with the star, star of all stars because we saw on numerous occasions, Mikel Bridges can drop 30 a game. You're allowing Kevin Durant to do or to be aggressive when he chooses to, which he hasn't really been. Why didn't y'all allow Mikel Bridges to show what he was truly made of instead of being a complimentary piece when y'all needed? If you... Matter of fact, how about this? If y'all allowed Mikhail Bridges, the same type of leeway that Brooklyn has given him since they acquired him, maybe you wouldn't have needed Kevin Durant, and maybe you would have a full team. That's my opinion. Don't shoot the messenger. That's how I feel. But yeah, I think the Nuggets are going to take this in five, baby just might just might just might and i've already talked about the other series in the east concerning um the celtics and in the sixes you know Knicks just needs to do their job if they do their job then everything will be a okay and i see i do see a path to the nba finals but we need to get past this these pesky miami heats you know so it's that time again it's that time in which i leave the screen and allow people to espouse the greatness of mike Steph while they also plug
3: their platforms all, I am the Mojo King, and I am here to support my brother's podcast and all of his salty thoughts. Alright, let's not say all of his salty thoughts. Maybe 90%. He's a bit of a wild man. I am also here to plug my three podcasts. Yes, three of them. Hidden Gems Golf is a quick 10-12 to minute pod where I talk long shots on the PGA Tour. Long shots mean big money when they pay off. There is also Hip Hop Hidden Gems, where historian William Freeman and I discuss songs and or artists who deserve more shine. We talked about Big Daddy Kane, Gangstar, Chino XL. We have a West Coast legend coming up. We even featured a little R&B in Seoul for Valentine's Day. It's a little bit nostalgia and a whole lot of fun. That's Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Lastly, but not leastly, is Hidden Gems Football. That is where me and the great Donnie U discuss upcoming NFL action. You already know how Donnie gets down with his spicy takes. I mean. What are you doing? There's no more Donnie U. Uh, I'm doing an ad for the salty thoughts of Donnie U. No, not Donnie U. The salty thoughts of Mike Steph. What are you talking about? Who the f is Mike Steph? And by the way, Hidden Gems Football is the Mojo King and. and
0: Mike Steph.
3: What? What are you. Nah, I'm out. Screw this.
0: Hello, and back to you, Mike Steph. This
3: is bullshit.
1: <laughs> As I always say, I truly appreciate the Mojo King and the Mojo Queen for helping me out and just espousing the greatness of Donnie Ooh, because Donnie U is no more because Mike Steph, that's me. That's me and all my grandeur, all my splendor. Oh my blue I know this you know shout out to Winchester and like I said I'm just going on tan- tangents shout out to Winchester of gimmick infringement for the border for the logo but this blue has made me find as much blue as possible to uh, kind of blend in with the video but See, see how my, see how my mind just goes. But yeah, I like to appreciate, I really appreciate um the Mojo King and the Mojo Queen for taking time out of their busy schedule to give me, to add a little bit panache, to get, add a little class to the Salty Daughter Mike Steph, you know, with this great commercial. Now, here's a little known fact. Outro. Here's a little known fact. Do you know that I, especially now that I owe the Mojo King a commercial for his numerous entities? I don't call him the hidden gems off for anything, for nothing. But yeah, I've I've owed him a commercial for like the last probably about six months. I was supposed to redo a commercial, and I just never got around to it. So that's why I just, I don't know, but trust me, Mojo, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of another episode, another edition of the Soaky Thoughts of Mike Steph. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making me and this here podcast the one you choose to listen to. And the one that you choose to view. Next week will be more of the same because we'll probably be up to like game three of these um, second round matchups with involving my New York Knicks and my Golden State Warriors. One thing that might be included. And the only reason they're not included this week is because like I said, I was really trying to get out of here quick and, Look at the time. It's an hour and change. I still stay here for as long as I wanted to, right? I wanted to talk about my New York Metropolitans and their struggles, but being the fact that we've had so much rain this last weekend, um, the majority of this series, this weekend against the Atlanta Braves, was rained out. So it was rained out, and there was no present games to talk about. I was like, you know what, the Mets. You know, shoot, we still, we still, we still technically in April. I don't really get into baseball until like june but yeah and whatever might come up well whatever might come up concerning aaron Rodgers and his uh his media tour or should i say his tour of all things new york he was in the stands last night uh, rooting on the new york rangers in their game six victory against the new jersey devils and he was in the garden again tonight, rooting on the New York Knicks in their game one loss against Miami. So right now he's one and one in attendance. I don't know if that's a good sign or not, but I figure like if you're gonna get in losses, get the losses out the way while you in the stands, so we don't we won't have that many lo- real Yeah, we won't have that many losses when you're on the field. Yeah. So let me get these things out the way, and not so much out the way, but. I gotta gotta speed it up. Speed it up. Check out my brothers from the land of the rising sun. No, um, darn it. Check out my brothers from the land of the desert. Yeah, gimmick infringement. Winchester McDowell. Check them out every Monday on the YouTube page of the Nineteen Media Group. Check out winchester and mcdowell gimmick infringement every monday on all streaming platforms that have a podcast available when they recap the latest happenings in the world of professional wrestling and check them out check out their newest well oldie but goodie but they've been consistent on it and i when i say i this is one of the things i actually tune in for besides wrestling because you know i'm a wrestling head myself but um the promo of the week to hear Winchester and McDowell let their hair down, so to speak, and get whatever has been nagging them, whatever has been just just really just irritating the hell out of them for the week, to just to hear them get that out brings happiness to yours truly because when i hear these things i'm like oh i'm not the only li- raven lunatic in the world of youtube slash podcasting i don't know they didn't go the way it wanted to but guess what no editing on this mother effer check out give me infringement every monday on this YouTube page of the 19 media group and all streaming platforms ever podcasts are available. Check out my boys from the Black Wrestling Podcast every Thursday, BRP Live on the YouTube page of Black Wrestling. Check out the brothers, Fam, Drip, Cal, Math, The Queen Mimi. Check them out each and every Thursday, 835 for Brp Live. Check up, check them out on the Patreon patreon slash black wrestling pay the one or pay the ten trust me you'll be glad you did and last but not least check out my brother my bro the homie body more bottles on youtube like and subscribe check out not only B more's number one reviewer in all spirits no damn near youtube's number one reviewer in all spirits all concoctions all liquors all beers all lagers all cocktails all everything Check them out on the YouTube page of Body More Bottles. That's right. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. What the fuck? You heard me? And I swear, you know the funny thing is? Do you know the funny thing is? I just looked at the time and it took me one hour and 10 minutes for me to actually have my first F-bomb. Thank you, Body More Bottles. No, let me stop. (laughs) You heard me? Yeah, so... Check check them out. Also, check out Hidden Just Football. Cause we got another, we got an episode coming out pretty soon. Hosted by the Mojo King and me, Mike Steph. New episodes will drop, hopefully, every Thursday on the YouTube page of the 19 Media Group. I don't know when this next off-season episode is going to drop, but it's in the works. So for you to be in the know, go to the 19 Media Group's YouTube page, subscribe, press that notification button, so whenever we drop the newest episode of Hidden Gems Football, you will be the first ones to hear it. And last but not least, definitely last but not least, because I've been dragged this out way longer than I wanted to, check out the audio version of the to Thoughts Salty thoughts of Mike Steph podcast available on the following platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the for me name inca.fm, amongst others. New episodes drop every Monday. If you want to follow me on the socials at Mike Stephens double underscore on Twitter, at Mike underscore Steph on Instagram, and at Mike Steph underscore on TikTok. You know what I've realized, and maybe. I'm just late to the party. But I realized that, to tell you the truth, social media follows are very underrated. Well, no, very overrated. Because I feel like this, and I'm probably going to say something to just put my foot in my mouth, but at this point in time, I don't care. I feel like this. You promote, you promote, Put the stuff on on your socials, yeah. New podcast out, yeah. New video out, yeah. You no nope, new podcast out. Somebody presses like. You even look see the analytics, yeah. You got X amount of views of this of this video, on socials. But then when you actually use, they actually go to the analytics of your actual shit. The math ain't mathy. So. is what it is I'll still put it up there because for the random chances somebody might see it and be like you know what he seems like a good guy matter of fact he seems like an interesting guy let me see what he's going on and sure, I might have a new fan might have a new viewer and then for that off chance or for that majority of time that I don't yeah it gives me something to do why I'm at the shoot job so it's a win-win so yeah that was me Rambling for the last two minutes about stuff that y'all really don't care about. So, but one thing I do want y'all to care about is please like this video. Please subscribe to my channel. Please put a comment down and let me know if yo, Mike, I I like your shit or Mike, you suck. I don't care. Put it down in the comments. Press the notification button. So whenever I drop, if I decide to drop a video out the blue, which at this point in time doesn't seem kind of likely, but you never know guess what you will be the first ones to hear it yeah so i think with all that being said and done i think it's time for me to bid y'all adieu right i think so bye